Y'all turn to chapter 4 of James. We're going to start reading in verse 7. Starting in verse 7, it says, Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw nigh to God, and He will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. Be afflicted and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to, to mourning and your joy to heaviness. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and He shall lift you up. Now look at verse 7. It says, Resist the devil and He will flee from you. Now you know, a lot of times this Scripture is used when you're in a time of temptation. You know, you're tempted to go and, and sin, but I'm going to tell you another time that this Scripture is useful, and it's when you are fighting a battle. And you understand what I mean about a, about a battle? You know, we fight battles sometimes that don't have anything to do with temptation, or sin. It doesn't have anything to do with, with uh, our own self sometimes. Sometimes these battles we fight are on behalf of other people. As this word says, when you uh, resist the devil, he'll flee from you. But you know that's not important if you don't listen to the first part. He says, submit yourself therefore to God. Now, look, I've I spent a lot of time in my life doing things my way. And I'll tell you right now, when, when you're trying to do things your way, it's a whole lot harder, harder to resist the devil. It's a whole lot harder to, to get that kind of boldness we talked about this morning. But you see, when you're submitting yourself to God, and you know, on a regular basis, I tell God, God, everything I have is yours. I give it to you. And why do I have to do that continuously? Because I will try to pick them back up again and take, them, take claim of them. But my spiritual nature says, no, I'm giving it back to God. It's His. And see... That is just part of submitting yourself to God. It's not just your possessions. I, I give Him my family. I give Him myself. I give Him everything I am. Because I want to be in total submission to God. When the devil comes in and he starts to try to attack me, you see, he's not now attacking my things. He's not attacking my family, my possessions. He's attacking God's possessions. I'm in total submission to God. The things I have are now God's things. And when God... See, Satan don't want to attack God's things. Because he knows what God will do. He knows he is in total subjection to God. So when you give things to God and you are in submission to God... A little bit easier to resist the devil. Amen. See, you're not resisting him on your own. What I want y'all to understand tonight is that verse 8 tells you a little more about resisting the devil. You see, when you get out on your own, let's just take this out of spiritual terms for a minute. Put it in the natural. 
so you can understand better. If I were to go to a city by myself and I went to the the nastiest neighborhood this city had to offer and there's gangs and everything else, many people that aren't of my same race, not that I'm any kind of prejudiced or anything, but you know, you get a little uncomfortable when you get in a, in a place like that, don't you? Because there's a whole lot of them and there's one of you. You feel weak. You feel inadequate. You feel like at any point in time somebody could just shoot me and I wouldn't have anything to do about it. Now bring it back into the spiritual. That verse says, draw nigh unto God and He will draw nigh unto you. What does that mean? It says you get close to God and lo and behold, He gets close to you. So you get ready to resist the devil and if you're already close to God, see, God's right there with you. We talked this morning. We said, what does the Word say? It says, if God be for you, who can be against you? See, resisting the devil is not your responsibility in your power. Resisting the devil is your responsibility under the power that God has bestowed upon you. It's your responsibility to be close to God. When you get close to Him, resisting the devil's nothing then. Because God's with you. Man, I want you all to know this though. Look, it's not easy to stay close to God, is it? It don't just happen. Uh Uh-uh. It takes effort. It takes effort to stay in that place where, where you can say, okay, I'm close to God. I feel close to God. Now, I'm not talking about what you might tell somebody else. I'm talking about knowing in your heart whether you're close to God. Look at verse 9. Be afflicted and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to heaviness. Now this goes along with the end of verse 8. When was the last time y'all got down on your knees and just cried like a baby before God? Most of y'all probably sitting there thinking, I don't remember. I know I've done it, but I can't really remember the day. What is this? Is the Scripture saying you shouldn't ever be happy? Is this scripture saying you shouldn't have joy? No, it says, it says repent. That's right. He's telling you what the condition of your mind ought to be when you are a sinner. When you have sin in your life. It says, purify yourself, sinner. And in order to do that, look, you can't go to God, yeah, God, I messed up again. <laughs> Forgive me. There ain't no real sincerity in that, is there? It's just like with one of my kids. I tell them, tell your sister you're sorry. Or tell your brother you're sorry. And they say, I'm sorry. Well, they really meant it, didn't they? See, that's what God is talking about. He said, look, if you're going to purify yourself, if you're going to truly repent, then 
you need to get a little more serious before me. You need to understand the consequence of what you've done and what it takes to come back close to me. You see, just saying I want to be close to God is not enough. Just saying, yeah, I know I need to do that is not enough. See, there has to be true repentance in your heart. And that's what that verse is describing. It's describing what it means to really turn back to God. You see, sometimes sometimes I realize I've sinned, but I'm not ready to turn back to God. You know? You know what I mean? Have y'all been there before? You understand how it is when, yeah, I know I've done wrong. I'm just not really quite ready to give it up yet, though. Just not quite ready to turn back and let God straighten me out. You know, because that's what it takes. You ever had one of your kids come and confess something to you? I guarantee you they didn't do it the instant it happened. They sat and thought about it a while. And it finally got to the point where they said, Man, i got to go tell Mom and Daddy. It just became too much for them. It got to the point they didn't want to bear that burden anymore. You see, that's what that verse is describing to you. Is when you get to the point, you say, God, okay, uh, everything else aside, the only thing important to me right now is that I truly am drawing close to you. You want to resist the devil? You want to resist the devil? You, you need to get to that kind of place. Because see, when you're, when you're living a life that is all about you and meeting your needs, you can't resist the devil. Because the first thing the devil's going to do is put something that you want in front of you. And you may say, okay, I'm going to resist the devil. And you go right back to it again. You see, you haven't gotten to that place where you're ready to truly repent, ready to turn it over to God. Let's look at verse 10. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and He shall lift you up. Humble yourselves. How many of y'all here today would say it's hard to be humble? I think some of us have a little tougher time than others. But it's hard to stay humble. Especially when God is blessing you. It's hard to stay humble when God is is using you sometimes. Because it don't take much for this flesh to start thinking, man, I'm doing something right. Humble yourselves. And you see, it's hard to resist the devil when you're not humble. What's he going to do? Oh, he's going to feed that ego. He's going to stroke that ego a little bit. Look, it's just for a little while though, I promise you. He's going to stroke it to the point that you give in to that temptation. You say, oh yeah, yeah, I did that. And then he's going he's gonna to have his way. You see, that's the way the devil works. He, he feeds you a little bit here and there, and you start thinking this is all good, and then he turns tables on you. Resist the devil. <clears throat> I was thinking about this as 
We were talking this morning, and you know, boldness is important to resisting the devil. Look, I want y'all to understand, I've been trying to preach this the past month or so. I want y'all to really understand who you are in Christ. You see, you can't go and help nobody else till you understand who you are in Christ. Till you become victorious. See, the battle's already won. And that's what we don't understand sometimes. We forget and we lose sight of the fact that Jesus has already conquered anything we need to encounter. Does that mean we don't have to fight? Yeah, we have to fight. But you see, the battle's already won. We know the outcome. So that kind of thinking brings boldness into your life. And then you can resist the devil. What are you resisting him with? You're resisting him with what God has put in you. But see, when you when you have this uh, stinking thinking that some people call it, you start getting this attitude that, well, I, I just really can't do this. I, I'm not capable of doing what God wants me to do. See, that's not victorious. That's not triumphant. Did y'all hear that song this morning? Shout with a voice of triumph. Shout with a voice of, what was it? Praise. That is an attitude we need to have. That is an attitude that your life needs to just give off to other people. Shout with a voice of triumph. What does that mean? That means you have conquered. See, Jesus said, or the Word says, I can't remember where it's at right now, it says that we're made more than conquerors. It's not just about the little battles. It's about the whole picture. Look at that whole picture. You're, you're triumphant. You're a victor. You've won. You've conquered. You've, you've surpassed whatever it is Satan can throw at you as long as you stay close to God. As long as you keep resisting the devil. Resist him and he'll flee. Why? Why does he flee? Why? Have you thought about that? What does that scripture mean? Why, why does that, why is there power in that? Resist him and he'll flee. Because you're one of Jesus's. You belong to Him. You should understand that. You see, if one of your kids was at school, let me just give you all a little story. When I was a little kid, probably about Caleb's age, or maybe a little older, I had a habit of always getting into fights with this one particular kid at school. Anytime we went to a baseball game with my sister, I would end up getting in a fight. And what would I do? I would punch him and then go run and sit down by my sister. <laughs> Why did I do that? Because I knew he wouldn't come over there and start nothing with me with my sister sitting right there. Now, ain't that the same way that we are with God? You see, when you resist Satan, he flees because he knows who you are. He knows who you belong to. And that's the real importance. That's the thing that really matters. And this is why you ought to rejoice. And why you ought to shout with a voice of triumph. Because you belong to the King of Kings. The Head. The Big Guy. The, 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 the One that just rules everything. That's who you belong to. 
Ain't nobody going to mess with you spiritually because you're His. You're not, nobody's going to touch you. That's how you can resist the devil. That's why he pays attention when you tell him to get out. Leave me alone. Don't let them demons scare you. Don't let them do it. You know, I don't know what happened with the other night at the women's ministry. Apparently they had some weird things happen. They said they heard a door open in the back and Rhonda said she heard somebody say something and it just sounded devilish, you know. So I, I don't know what happened. But I'm going to tell you right now, you ain't got to let that kind of stuff scare you. You know, let's just assume for a minute it was Satan or one of his demons that tried to come in this place and do whatever he was going to do. So what? What's he going to do? He can't hurt you. You're one of you're one of the kings. He ain't going to lay a finger on you. He ain't going to do anything to you. Why? Because you belong to the king of kings. You're his. Everything if, if you do what I've done, everything you have is his. He has no power over you. See, that's the key right there. He has no power over you. The only power He has over you is what you give Him. The power you say, okay, Satan, I'm going to be afraid of you right now. And you know what? He's going to try to do His best to scare you. He's going to do whatever He can because you have given Him that much leeway in your life. But if you rise up with some boldness and say, Satan, get out. He has to listen to you. Not because you have something magical about you, because, because you're somebody important, but because of who your master is. Because of who you serve and who is inside you. See, that's what the Word says. He that is in you is greater than he that is in the world. You don't have to worry about him. You don't have to be afraid of him. He comes in, you just command him and tell him where to go. See, somebody's going to get up to go to work tomorrow. You're going to get to work and you're going to be attacked. I get attacked every time. Every time I turn around, I'm under attack. I could stay home tomorrow and I guarantee you I'd be under attack. He wants to steal and kill and destroy. But you know what? He can't do it unless you let Him. That's why this Scripture just simply says... Resist the devil and he'll flee. You didn't say you got to throw rocks at him or get him in a chokehold or fight him tooth and nail. It just says resist him. Simple as that. Resist him and he'll flee. 